this is Brandy Kins, and welcome to another episode of the Terrific Talk podcast. This is episode three. In this episode, I speak with Rissa Havoc, a content creator on twitch.tv slash Rissa Havoc. I speak with her about her thoughts on horror movies, horror games, and how horror influences fashion. This is a live interview recorded on twitch.tv slash brandykins. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, hello, everybody out there, and welcome to another episode of Terrific Talk. And what another fabulous episode this is, because I am interviewing a lovely human being tonight by the name of Rissa Havoc who is a content creator on Twitch. So hello, how are you? Hi, how are you I'm doing, doing really well. How are you? I am doing fabulous. So this is your first podcast. It is, yeah, I've never done one of these before, but I've listened to a ton of podcasts. Um, I'm I'm kind of a big fan of, uh, there's a couple uh, scary uh Game Squad guys. I don't know if you've ever heard of like Jesse Cox or any of them, but yes. uh, they actually do uh, the Chaluminati podcast. I'm a huge fan of that one. Oh, I'll have to <clears throat> check that out. I listen to a lot of Chilling Tales for Dark Nights on YouTube. I don't know if you heard of that channel, but if you have it, it's fabulous. I have not heard of that one. Um, yeah, I need to broaden my horizons, I guess, when it comes to more like horror podcasts. So that first podcast. So thank you for <laughs> being a guest on my podcast for it being your first i hope it goes well for you <laughs> thank you um, i appreciate the opportunity it's awesome yeah absolutely so i guess let's just go ahead and just jump right into things i always like to start off my podcast with asking the question about why people love a particular genre or what gets them all fired up about it so for you why horror? What is it about horror and the horror genre that makes you love it so much? You know, it's really funny. I was actually talking to a friend kind of recently about this, and it's it's so hard to explain to other people what it is about horror sometimes um, that just really resonates with a person. Um, like for me, I don't know, I've always been interested into like in like the weirdest things. Like I just, I don't know, I always love like just everything that's like not on the path that everyone else is going on, right? I've always been kind of like a punk, kind of a rebel kind of person. And I think horror is just like one small example of a thing that I just really enjoy that most other people don't really like, <laughs> um, or at least a lot of people don't really like. I, I have a ton of friends who just, they will not go to see a horror movie with me. Um, they, they won't watch it. They don't want anything to do with it. They don't like haunted houses, things like that. And I'm just like, but that's everything that I love. <laughs> um, so why? I don't really know. I guess I'm just kind of a weirdo like the rest of us, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just like being normal is boring. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I You know, it's something about like the darkness and like the fear of the unknown a little bit that is oddly enough kind of intriguing to me um so yeah i don't know i just love it i, I love just, everything about it oh man i do too just like horror has always been one of my favorite genres because i felt that the stories within horror are not to say that not all stories like are unique like in other genres but i felt in horror you could really explore just the aspects of the human condition and the effects of horror on a person's psyche so with um saying that what was your first experience that you remember with horror? So the earliest I, like show that you watched, the spooky thing that you read? Like... Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. This is really funny because I think about this moment a lot. Um, but probably my first real experience with horror was uh, I was a young, young child. I can't even remember how old I was. But I remember just being so little that this terrified me to death. <laughs> Um, but I, I walked into, uh, my parents, my, you know, house that I grew up in my living room. Uh, my dad was sitting on his like recliner chair in front of the TV. All the lights were off and he was watching, um, I think it was Nightmare on Elm Street. It was one of the Freddy movies. Um, 
and he he i mean like he was so immersed in it he just loved it he was really really enjoying it and i walked in and i was like what it what is this what is this this looks really spooky i don't know what this is but i was so little that i like i didn't even come into the living room all the way i don't even know if he thought i was there um or if he like even saw me or not but i was just kind of hiding behind his recliner like uh i i'm really interested but i'm also terrified it was really strange because i was so i was so afraid of it but at the same time like just like this is intriguing to me um i've never seen a movie like this before because you know as a young kid you're watching a lot of disney movies you're watching a lot of like if you are watching like you know real life like non-animated action um you know it's going to be more on the lighter happier family friendly side and this was really like one of my first experiences of of seeing anything like that um and i don't know to this day freddie still scares me (laughs) and it's so funny because he's so like it's he's so not scary at all he's so not scary at all he's he's really really funny sometimes um but i think i think it's like the idea of I don't know, uh, you can't ever fall asleep and, you know, eventually you will fall asleep and there's nothing you can do about it. And at some point he's going to get you, you know, it's that whole like idea behind it. Like there's nothing you can do about it. Um, so yeah, to this day, I'm, I'm still very terrified (laughs) of Freddy (laughs) Krueger, even though, uh, you know, you could argue that a lot of other classic slashers, uh, are way scarier, but I don't know. I think it was because of that childhood experience, you know? Yes, Fred. I remember Nightmare on Elm Street wasn't the first one that I saw, but I always thought the concept behind the story was so unique that a killer that would, could only get you in your dreams and pretty much you were screwed. Like, yeah. You had to sleep. I mean, it's not like you could stay awake forever. So the concept behind that, yeah, it was always so <clears throat> fascinating to me. So kind of as a side tangent, did you see the remake of, or the reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street, the one that came out, I think, in like 2009? I did. And here's an unpopular opinion is that I didn't mind it too much. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I thought a lot of people really, really hated it. And I, you know, I definitely don't think it's the best one at all by any means. Um, but there were elements to it that I really enjoyed. And now it's been years. I, I saw it when it first came out in theaters yeah. was probably the last time I watched it. Cause obviously I, I don't think I loved it enough to, right. to rewatch it right. necessarily. But, uh, but I remember like actually having an okay time and just kind of enjoying myself and not letting like the little things that I don't necessarily agree with get in the way of my entertainment and enjoyment of it. I try to I try to go into any new horror film with an open mind, especially reboots. Um, sometimes it doesn't work, and sometimes it does. You know. Yeah. Do you agree? Uh, sorry, not do you agree, but do you think that the whole fact that Robert England wasn't Freddy in this movie, it was Jackie Earl Haley, I think that took up the mantle of Freddy. Do you think that mm-hmm. kind of soured people a little bit to the movie from the beginning? I think it probably did. I mean, you know, you don't have that that classic character he's different he is different in this one um you know it's a much darker scarier kind of take on it and i mean freddie as as a natural character is very dark and scary but you know uh, robert england is able to you yeah. know bring bring sort of like the humanity out of mm-hmm. a character like freddie krueger mm-hmm. um whereas i don't think there was a whole lot of that with with this new guy um (laughs) like it just i don't know it didn't resonate i know it didn't really resonate with me as much as as robert england's take on it um so i would imagine that probably a lot of people had the same general idea of it um but there were but there were elements of the movie that i that i did enjoy so you know it's not necessarily all about the acting for me um sometimes it's about like the ambience or the sound effects or um you know lots of other different elements that get brought to the table yeah i didn't have a problem with the new freddy i thought acting wise like he was fine of course like no one can beat robert england when it comes to the character of freddy krueger i guess my main issue with it was the fact that it came during that time where they were trying to humanize or give just like a little bit like too much over humanity to these villains like the slant that they took that maybe he wasn't like a pedophile and then like later on it's like ah just kidding he totally is it's just like 
then why didn't she make him like that to begin with? Not to say, like, yeah, it's gross, obviously, like, the kind of shit that he did, but, uh, yeah, no. No, yeah, no. I, to I totally yeah. feel that. I totally understand, like, your, your yeah. point on that, because I think that that's valid. <sighs> but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, like, a hot garbage, like, thing of a movie. It was okay, but to me, it doesn't, like, really compare to the originals. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would agree. Yeah. So, speaking of classic horror villains, are there any others that just make you be like, ooh... Um, so any of the classic slashers for me are some of my most favorite horror movies um, of all time. Um, so I actually just uh, went and saw the new Halloween yesterday. Oh, um, nice. What are your thoughts on that? I loved it. I loved it. And I, I actually have quite a few friends who, who were kind of uh, bashing on it a little bit in my, my Facebook post because I was so excited. I was like, this is actually really great. And they were like, we have problems with it. I'm like, ah, Debbie Downers. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I don't want to give anything away because I know not everybody has seen it yet. Um, I don't know whether or not you've seen it yet. I have. Um, yes, I saw it on okay. Friday. So. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so I don't want to give away like specific plot points or anything no. like that. Um, but I will say that I, I loved the nostalgia factor that they brought. I felt like it wasn't too heavy. Yes. Um, I felt like it wasn't very forced that it kind of just felt very natural um to the entire movie i liked some of the cin cinematography some of the the shots and camera angles that they did were very much homages to like the original halloween and i loved it and again it didn't feel forced to me it felt like it was supposed to be that way like it was supposed to be naturally be that way but um you know at the same time there were still like a lot more modern takes on from if you're looking at um, you know, him as, as a killer from the first Halloween movie to him as a killer now. Yeah. Now it's like he's, man, he's on a rampage now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no kidding. So, some of those kills were, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Brutal. But then, of course, it's Michael Myers for you. Just... Yeah. I mean, you expect that out of him, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, something that I also really enjoyed was the fact that it was all practical effects. Oh, absolutely. Uh, with with those moments, um, because I I don't know, maybe I'm too old school, but there's there's nothing that I hate more than overused CGI in horror films. I just don't feel like it gives the same experience. I I definitely would agree with you there. It was also an homage to. Like, since Carpenter was involved in the films, also homage to some of his earlier films that weren't necessarily horror, like Escape from New York. And then also, um, my favorite horror film of all time, John Carpenter's The Thing. Even though those were, um, gross special effects, they were also just, like, very practical. It's just, yeah. like, I, I love John Carpenter so much. Just, like, I, any, like, one of his films, I just, like, I will fangirl over. I absolutely adore that. I adore him. And I do agree, and I do agree with you on the fact that that it was a nod to the 1978 Halloween. I like the fact that it's a direct sequel to that as well. But yeah. and the cinematography, especially when it came to Michael Myers, the shape. Oh, I remember there's this one shot like near the end where he they just have him just like standing there, and he's just like shaded like a shadow and darkness, and all you can see is just like the shadowing on his face. Oh! yes yes for sure yeah there were lots of those like little moments mm -hmm. where i i honestly and it, it takes a lot to scare me with horror films because i i just i've seen so many and it's all i ever really watch in my yeah. downtime is scary things um <laughs> uh so it takes a lot to scare me but i honestly was on the edge of my seat pretty much the entire movie um it's very very rare that that happens to me so i feel like if i had that experience then it must be a good movie right right <laughs> it's especially with people who love horror as much as us we tend to be case hardened when it comes to like the scares like yeah absolutely and jamie lee curtis's performance i have to as an addendum was fabulous i loved so, her in that movie so i actually really really thought it was a very interesting way that they kind of wrapped up her story. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how it's supposed to be like right after, this is a direct sequel to the first one. 
but 40 years later, after all of those things have happened to her, what happens to a woman who's been through something so traumatic and doesn't get help for it? Right. And I just, I just loved that sort of, I don't know, that sort of shift in her where it's like, it's still Laurie Strode, but she is just a different person. And it's because she went through something so horrible. And it's like, what would that do to you? You know, what would that do to a person? And I, I just loved the insight there. I did too. It's like, uh, because I remember she said in an interview that this is a girl that after it all happened, she probably went to school the next day. She didn't have access to mental health services. So she pretty much just had to work through all of it on her own. And I just love just pretty much how it shows, just like you said, the shift and also the strength and resilience of her and also the courage that she has. Because it takes a lot of courage to go up against like a man in a mask with a knife who's trying to trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think and I think uh, the fact that her her daughter and granddaughter also have those mm-hmm. qualities um, definitely resonated with me as well. It's like, you know, yeah, their relationships might be strained, but they still are her, you know, in the end. And that's a good thing. I think, you know, I love seeing strong women in films and I love seeing strong women in horror films, especially. It seems like horror (laughs) is a genre that has always been like very, it has strong feminist icons. It's been very, just like pro woman. And it's always something that I've appreciated about that genre. Me too. I think, I think that's, that's definitely an element that draws me to it as well. Um, you know, because it's, it's kind of a classic trope, you know, like you just, you have that, that female main character who's constantly being chased around, but man, is she a badass. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So any other slashers that you tend to like? What are your thoughts on Jason? (laughs) Um, I, it's a love hate relationship. I love, I love the idea of Jason. Um, a lot of those movies though, (laughs) um i don't know not a fan uh but there are some movies that i that i really did enjoy as well um i think uh one thing though that i i did like in the beginning was actually the friday the 13th game that came out Uh, so there's mixed opinions there and i know that the uh the company is no longer updating the game and uh you know it's kind of things are strained there um lots of people have kind of negative opinions of the company uh right now overall but um when that game first came out i was like wow this is this is everything that i want uh, a friday the 13th movie to be really um because you're a survivor and you're having to run around and you're trying to get out of here um and you're being chased by him i don't know i just i really loved the game in the beginning i think the unfortunate thing about it is that, you know, with a game like that, when it gets so popular, yeah. you know, you get you get the classic trolls and it just doesn't make it fun anymore. And especially if they're not updating the game. But um, but otherwise, I, I really enjoyed that as well. I did enjoy the Friday the 13th game, like I said, quite a bit until like the whole like lawsuit thing came out and they mm-hmm. said, we're not going to update the game anymore. And I was like, oh, really? But yeah, it tended to be more fun playing it with friends than it did like just playing it with a bunch of random people because then you did get the trolls as you yeah. stated and it was unfortunate because it was a really it was a good game in spite of the $40 price tag. It was a good game. <laughs> right. Yeah. $40 game. That was a constant like joke between me and my friends mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> like you said the glit- dollars. <laughs> Who the glitches in the game in the beginning were were pretty classic though. <laughs> there are some great moments I had. <laughs> yeah, especially like being able to just like stand in the car as it's like driving off. <laughs> yes, yes. Or if your character just like flies up out of the map or oh you know under the map or something like that. Yeah, had some pretty great classic moments there. <laughs> I remember sometimes whenever I would. Play- play as jason i would just the map would just glitch out and i would be stuck in the match even though the timer ran out i would just be like uh, oh yeah okay <laughs> or sometimes he would just warp to other places on the map like suddenly if your connection was weird sometimes that would happen to me it's very strange um yeah i actually heard that uh and i don't know where i read this i don't know what my where my source came from on this but i do remember uh when that lawsuit happened and they they announced that they were no longer making the game um 
I read that it the lawsuit actually didn't bar them from updating the game. I did read that, and like there's speculation as of like, well, maybe they're using the lawsuit to try and get out of updating the game. And it's just like, I can't really say like for sure like what's what because there's so much going on between uh, Victor and Sean like in that lawsuit there, mm-hmm. but. If that is true, if they're just, like, using the lawsuit as an excuse for not updating the game, that's pretty crappy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I really hope that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that they, you know, whatever is going on with that lawsuit, they mm-hmm. just felt that it was just going to get in the way of them right. being able to bring great content to the game. I would rather accept that than, than yeah. just being like, you know what, we give up. <laughs> yeah, because it'd be like, oh, so. what even? Well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, a lot of people invested a lot of time and energy and money into this game. A lot of people backed it up on Kickstarter, um, you know, so it it was disheartening to see, especially because the uh, Jason X uh, map and skin were set to come out next. I know. Uh, um, So (laughs) I'm a little salty about it. Sorry. I know. Even though that movie was god awful terrible yeah horrible (laughs) but i love i kind of like you know it's so he was terrible yeah oh looks like you're kind of cutting out a little bit just hang on just a second here Uh uh-oh no (laughs) don't do it (laughs) yeah yeah something something strange happened there (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's just like you got all kind of for a second stupid silly discord (laughs) yeah um let me see if i can close out anything here um uh no no storm on my end it's probably just weird internet things well i've been having a lot of weird internet issues lately (laughs) ah okay yeah. Okay, it seems to be okay now. But yeah, going back to this the whole idea of just of Jason X, yeah, that movie was god awful terrible, but he looked cool with like that weird like kind of nanite technology like thing armor and stuff like that. It's like, wow, if he isn't already unstoppable enough, let's just give him this like unpenetrable armor. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, you know, and that's it's a love-hate relationship too, right? Like you always want to like really experiment uh with horror and like see what you can do and what boundaries you can push but sometimes it doesn't work all the time yeah i think just the main because i've never seen a documentary about jason i think the main issue with it was just its continuity because you had just paramount going okay let's just make these movies for because the previous one did well money 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 and each one had like a different director with a different take on it it should have just been, like, one uh, continuous storyline. But then, of course, in horror, sometimes we don't get that. We get the franchise route. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really liked, like, the look of it, though. I agree mm-hmm. with you there. Like, I think I think if we would have had that map and that skin, that would have just been, like, just I a blast know. to just play with. But That would have eh. been. But, alas, it is not to be. <laughs> Yeah, I actually saw there was another streamer on Twitch who um, I was just watching one random night. I just happened to click on his channel and he was like, yeah, I got I actually got a hold of the um, the uh, Friday the 13th Jason X map. Somebody like whenever they announced that uh, happening, I guess somebody who was involved uh, with the game actually sent him like a demo of it um and it wasn't a completed map mm. they were not complete with making it but uh they essentially you could see the entire map and like how big it was and it was actually a pretty massive map um but not not all the parts you you could actually go in but you could walk around this map and he did this for about two two and a half hours of him just walking around the map and just talking about what could have been uh, and I thought that was really, really fascinating to see. And it's even more of a disappointment, though, because I got to see it. And, and now it's just <gasps> like, it's never going to happen. No! <laughs> that would have been that would have been me, too. It's like, why are you showing me this? Why are you breaking my heart? I know. It's one of those things where I was just like, I want to see this. I can't look away. But I'm also just so disappointed. <laughs> oh, yes. That would just. 
No, yeah. okay. No, I've got to get away from that because I'm just going to be this way <laughs> thinking about it. So speaking, it's all good. So speaking of horror games, have there been any that you've been playing lately? Any that have caught your interest? Um, yeah. So uh, I actually just finished today uh, Amnesia, The Dark Descent. I've never played any of the Amnesia games before. Um, I've never even seen gameplay of them, but I know that they were super, super popular um, and that they're kind of a, a classic horror game. Um, so I decided to play it, and it was actually terrifying. <laughs> it was terrifying to me. And of course, you know, my viewers can't. They can't, <laughs> they can't let me <laughs> enjoy any nice things. They also spooked me um, the entire time I was playing it, so... Uh, but that was super fun. I don't know if you if you're familiar with those games. Um, I have heard of them. I just never had a chance to really play through too much of them. Yeah, I would re I would recommend trying it. A lot of people have kind of stopped by and have said, "Oh yeah, I've always wanted to play this game, but I quit five minutes in because it's too scary." <laughs> um, but I've been really interested in playing Outlast. A lot of people have recommended that to me. Um, but I've never played it. I've seen Outlast 2. I've seen gameplay of that. But I've I've heard that the original is much, like, the first one is much scarier. Um, oh, my gosh, yes. I highly, highly recommend Outlast. But you also have to get the Whistleblower DLC to go along with it, too. You can't play Outlast without also without having that. What What is that DLC? Uh, the Whistleblower DLC is a, it's almost like a prequel of sorts to the events that happen at the asylum kind of like a prequel slash it runs parallel to what's going on i don't want to give too much away since you haven't yeah yeah it yet but <clears throat> it's cool fabulous that game about made me pee my pants <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah i mean uh something that really resonates with me in any sort of horror game that i play is it's it's not necessary it doesn't have to be like necessarily the content but it has to be uh, a good ambiance. So mm -hmm. the amnesia game was kind of clunky a little bit at times and it wasn't like necessarily the prettiest game in the world and there weren't a lot of like other characters in the game. It was a very bare bones and simple, but it was so creepy. Just everything they they did with the sound for the most part um and then like kind of like the random scary moments in there just really really resonated with me. And so, you know, it doesn't have to be like full of you know, action necessarily or full of um, jump scares. It just has to have like the right ambient to it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played the Resident Evil, the newest Resident Evil game, Resident Evil 7. I have, yes. I loved it. <laughs> I, I loved it because it was so different than uh -huh. any of the other ones. Um, but that was a game that I also completed recently. Um yeah, I loved Resident Evil 7, and since the main character, eh, I could take or leave him. He is kind of boring in my opinion, but the the surrounding story and the atmosphere was enough to kind of make me forget that. Yeah, I'm not really too big of like an action gamer kind of person, you know? So I played The Evil Within, and I thought that that was a fun game. It's fun if you like, like sh the shooting combat aspect of it. Uh, I didn't quite understand the story whatsoever. <laughs> By the time I completed it, I was like, I'm not entirely sure what this game was even about, really. Um, but I thought it was plenty creepy at the right moments, and I thought that the action gameplay was great. Um, but I think that a truly good horror game, like, just immerses you in it, you know? It's the immersion. It's, it's you actually being in this world, and it's, like, psychologically hard to get out of. Um, I mean, it's the same thing with horror movies, right? That's what makes a good horror movie to me anyway, um, is that it's not actually about, like, you know, the kills or the jump scares or, you know, how much action is in it. It's it's about how, how scared it makes me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And how it just affects you psychologically because you might end up leaving the movie or the game just like a totally changed person whether it's you've uh, peed your pants or whether it just leaves you something to think about uh, speaking of have you ever played a soma no i haven't i have it downloaded though it's it's on my list that is something i highly recommend if you like the amnesia so the same developers of amnesia also made soma cool. i after that game was done it's just i played it two years ago and I'm still, it still like resonates with me even almost two years later. It's just like, 
whoa. There's certain, it's not like the typical jump scare kind of uh, creepy game. Like you said, the atmosphere is what makes that game for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check that out then. Um, because I, I absolutely loved Amnesia. I will definitely be playing the other uh, two games that are in the collection that I have. Um, so I think someone's going to be right up my alley. Yes, you will <laughs> adore it. And so going along the lines of horror games, are there any that you played, whether recently or in the past, where you're just like, this is not scary at all. This is hot garbage. Hmm, that's that's actually a really good question. Um, because I get I get scared easily with games. It's weird <laughs> with movies, not so much, but with games, it's I think it's because I'm I'm active with it. It's like an active, not like a passive kind of thing. Um, and so as an active gamer, it's easy for me to get immersed in whatever game I'm playing. Right. Um, there's there hasn't been too many horror games that I've played where I'm like, wow, this was this was terrible or it was hilarious and it didn't scare me at all. Like I, I found that there's something creepy in almost everything that I play. I would say that the evil within would probably be one of the only games that, you know, there were moments that creeped me out and there were moments that I, I had like one or two jump scares in that game, but overall was not really a scary game. Um, but I didn't think it was hot garbage either. You know, it just, it, it the the combat system was re actually really good if you like that kind of thing you know it's not necessarily my cup of tea but i still had fun with it um i don't know what what about you i'm curious uh, <laughs> do you have any of those experiences oh so i did try to play the evil within and i could definitely tell there's resident evil 4 vibes especially i think some of the developers of like resident evil were also involved with the evil within and I got to around chapter 10 before I had to quit. Not because I thought the game was terrible. Like you, I thought it was a decent game. The story, even though it was simple, it was also pretty decent. It's those camera angles that they had. Like it was so bizarre that it was like the moving kind of camera while also trying to keep the camera static. I get motion sickness in games when it comes to stuff like that. So that really, that's what affected me. And I had to stop. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, if the overall mechanics in the game are going to affect you in that way, you're not gonna enjoy it yeah. <laughs> for sure. I totally understand. Cause there's, there have been a few games where like I kind of get that a little bit mm -hmm. and it's like, mm. um, like I know that the classic Resident Evil games, they have those like, you know, camera angles where they just stay fixed. Um, yes. But that actually really annoys me. <laughs> it's why I've never played any of the original ones, not because I don't want to, because I actually kind of really do. But at the same time, I know that that in of itself is going to probably frustrate me mm. uh, into not enjoying it. And I don't want to have that experience. Right. I'd rather watch it, I think, watch somebody play it and enjoy that kind of experience um, than myself get frustrated and, you know crap all over a really good game <laughs> yeah i mean i hear you if you're frustrated with any um, portion of the game whether it's mechanics whether it's a story then if you're not enjoying it then as content as a content creator if you're not enjoying it then neither is your audience exactly so. exactly yeah um luckily though uh, you know my my venture into content creation is actually fairly new um i've been streaming since february um i do have a little bit of youtube background experience um but really this year i decided to really really get started and um one of one of the things that i just couldn't stay away from because i'm like you know what kind of creator do i want to be the, this journey never ends right like right. who what kind of a person am I going to be and what kind of an audience am I going to cultivate? What kind of content am I going to create? Um, in that journey, I could not stay away from horror. <laughs> Surprise. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> I started with Undertale and I was like, well, I really like playing games like Fallout 4 and, you know, I like playing JRPGs and RPGs and like small little indie games that don't get a lot of traction. I like playing those. But at the end of the day, I also really love playing horror games because they are fun. It is fun to be scared sometimes. Yes, it is. Um, you know, so I started doing Spoopy Saturdays every Saturday. I do a scary game, but the month of October has been great. So great for horror. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm very excited. I, I'm kind of almost thinking about just doing horror content creation. I'm kind of leaning that way because I'm just having a blast. Um 
you know, it's it's really, really fun. Um, and I feel like it, it gets the audience involved, too. Um, you know, if they're a fan of horror or if they like seeing you scared, you know, um, <laughs> I think that, that that can only be a good thing, right? Exactly. My audience, <laughs> I know, likes seeing me scream because I'll just scream at the most, like, random things, like if something shocks me, like, oh, it's like, oh, wait, it's just someone walking by. N never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but that happens to me all the time, too. Again, it's that immersion factor, you know, it's it's the active role of playing a game, um, you know, and even just somebody walking by scaring you. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It is, man. And like like you, I kind of, you know, I recently made the shift to just all out horror content creation. Like, I haven't even been doing it for like, I've been doing it for about maybe uh, this would be my second month. I used to be a big time variety streamer, but instead of also, you played a lot of Undertale. I used to play a lot of Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> ah, that, that was my main thing. It's just like, you know, these aren't scary. This is just like Jump Scare 5000. That's really all it was. Yeah. They, they used Jump Scares way too much in that game. Right. <laughs> and, and like with movies, if you use Jump Scares too much, it kind of they kind of lose their effectiveness. Yeah. Exactly. I think I think a good jump scare is is used very sparsely, but in the right moments, you know, uh, you, you can definitely do it well. But I, th I think too much is not a good thing. Exactly. Because it kind of desensitizes you to it. And you're just like, oh, wow. Yet another jump scare. Yeah. Wow. The music got louder. So I guess I'm going to be spooked now. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> So, <laughs> sure. along the lines of, like, hot garbage stuff, have there been any horror movies recently where you've just been like, ew, what is this? Oh, they, gosh. They could be, like, ones that came out recently or ones that maybe you watched on Netflix. That There have been a lot, but it's, it's to the point where I don't even remember the titles because I just want to forget about them. Yeah. <laughs> like, um there there have been a lot of horror movies where i'm like that wasn't scary but i i think the other side of horror that i really enjoy is the campiness factor mm. um so i think that you can also do it that way very well um and i think at the end of the day if a horror movie is bad at least it's kind of funny so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you there. Uh, I think the last one that I saw where I was just like, meh. Oh my goodness, hello! My puffers came in. <laughs> oh, hi, puppy! So puppies. cute! So, I think the most like recent horror movie that I saw that okay, I was just like, meh. Okay, let's close this. Alright, alright. So, the most recent one that I saw recently where I was just like, no, was uh, Oculus. I've I, not seen that. It's the one that's about, um, the evil mirror that's like terrorizing a family. And I, th I think I've vaguely heard of this movie actually. I don't think I've seen it though. It's like it was an intriguing prospect because I'd never seen one that had that kind of like, you no, know, oh cool, an evil cursed object. Because you see the tropes all the time about, ooh, the evil haunted house and. Now the person needs to be exercised. Like, you see that all the time. So this is the first time I've actually, for me, I've kind of seen something about a cursed object. And it did well, but to me at the end it kind of fell flat. You may mm. not you may not have the same experience, but if you yeah. want to give it a shot, go ahead. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll never... <laughs> Sorry, I just saw I just saw one of my viewers just say it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I, you know, I'm never gonna go into any sort of viewing experience with a negative mindset. I always go into it with a positive, like this could be really great. Uh, but I would say 50 percent of the time I'm disappointed. Ah. <laughs> so um, I don't know. It just you know. It never lives up to my expectations. Um, sometimes when I see a horror film, it's, but like I said, at the end of the day, sometimes it's, it's just kind of funny and I can laugh at it. You know, I can find something that I enjoy in anything that I watch. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's just like, you know, meh. well, at least that one part, maybe it was shot well or the story yeah. was good. Like that. Yeah, kind of exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's now make, 
make the shift into horror and its influence on your fashion. As I complimented before the podcast started, you have a lovely top there, all skeleton-like and stuff. Thank and you. it's so cute. And I think you also mentioned like before, like whenever like we were talking back and forth that you have been to a lot of horror conventions and that horror was such a big influence on your fashion. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I actually have uh, an educational and um, uh, career background in fashion. Um, So I graduated with an apparel merchandising degree, um, which basically means fashion business for anyone else who doesn't know. Um, And then I also have been working in retail fashion, fashion retail for about 15 years. Uh, So for about half of my life. About half of my life I've been working in retail and um, I just, I'm very, I'm very passionate about it. I love aesthetics. Um, I think that's maybe why I love horror movies so much and why part of it is the aesthetics for me uh, that makes it really good. Um, And I've always been, again, I've always been a kind of a weirdo, you know? Um, And so that's always just naturally transferred into my fashion. Um, So, you know, back in middle school and high school, I went through my emo phase and uh, clearly never left. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm sure lots of other people can relate. Uh, You know, you kind of go through those moments in time, times of your life where things are weird and kind of hard and you don't really know like how to really be a person yet right you're growing up and like you're you're also kind of a weirdo and so you're not traveling down the the beaten path or whatever um and so that's always like just resonated with me in my fashion and that I've I've always just done the opposite of whatever anyone else is doing so everyone's dyeing their hair blonde well I'm over here dyeing my hair black you know um, everybody's wearing Abercrombie and Fitch t-shirts and I'm over here wearing a coat from Hot Topic. <laughs> Much um, better choice in my opinion. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I would still rock that fur coat from Hot, that I got from Hot Topic back in the day. I would still rock that today. Um, but yeah, so I, it, it's just always kind of been ingrained in me that the dark kind of a- atmospheric uh, things that I like about horror just constantly transfer into my everyday life and that starts with when i wake up in the morning and get dressed um you know it starts with my makeup choices it starts with um just you know how i'm going to present myself as a person for the day um and so yeah i've i've always been interested in in fashion anyway and you know i have a lot of really awesome uh retailers that i like to purchase from i like a lot of these kind of dark spooky designs um and yeah i've i've worked in various different types of retail settings as well um and i i think i think you know even though i have never really i've never like worked at a hot topic before um and there's really not a whole lot of retail fashion stores that are like that um but I've been lucky enough to work in environments where they really encourage you to kind of just dress whatever you want, uh, to just be the kind of person that you want to be. Um, so this is, this is the person, this is who I am, you know, (laughs) this is who I am. Um, you know, I've always been interested in, uh, just anything that's not currently, a fashion like anything that's not like a current fad you know um and so i I look i look for those influences in my life and i think that the horror to fashion is just a natural transition hey do you have any fashion icons or maybe horror fashion icons that you look up to um i mean i guess i would look at characters in horror movies um I would look at characters in horror movies. I would also look at like my music influences a lot too. Um, but I would say like people like uh, Wednesday, Wednesday Adams and Morticia Adams, like yes. those are classic. Um, if you're looking at uh, Elvira, um, like any, any of those like women who are just, you know, it's all black, but it's like very, classy still it's classy and trashy at the same time and i just love it 
I don't know. And again, it's something about like that strong woman kind of mindset also that transfers. And I mean, like it, it all is connected. It's really hard to describe. Um, you know, it's all connected in a way. And I think that, you know, as, as a strong, a person who tries to be as a strong female, uh, feminist as myself, um, I really look to those types of characters, um, not only for my fashion sense, but just to be that kind of person that I strive to be. So, yeah, it definitely like shows through it said in your fashion choices is just like, it's unique, but it's also really cool. Uh, where horror influences me in my life is not necessarily in my fashion, but a lot of just like the story choices and the game choices and the movie choices yeah. that I make. So that's where it uh, influences me. So definitely, I don't think I could be brave enough to pull off a look like that. So oh, you totally could. <laughs> Let me do your makeup sometime. It'll be fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. Yeah, down like whenever I'm near, if I'm ever near your area again, I will definitely take you up on that. You yeah, can yeah. Let me dye your hair. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I actually did um, have my hair dyed uh, blue and purple. And so, like, all this cool. leftover, the blonde stuff is, like, the leftover bleach. So I'm trying to let my hair grow out because I miss I miss my natural hair color. So Yeah, so, but, I understand that. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I go back and forth, too. I'm like, well, I really want to dye my hair black. But then I know once I do it, I'm going to yeah. be like, actually i really miss my my turquoise hair or my purple hair or whatever i decide to do oh, <laughs> oh someone in chat said proud mom said that you met elvira at a horror convention uh so i actually i i didn't meet her uh but i did kind of brush arms with her which oh. is kind of uh still hey uh, i'm <laughs> i had a moment okay yeah. i had a moment i was wow <laughs> she just walked by me <laughs> um but yeah it was it was at a horror convention that i go to twice a year it's called horror hound uh there's one in indianapolis and then there's one in um uh oh gosh why am i blanking dayton ohio columbus ohio one of the cities in ohio cincinnati i'm sorry <laughs> cincinnati ohio and indianapolis indiana uh i go to those every year they have one in march and then they have one in uh i think august or september um and I'm, I'm friends with quite a few people who run it i'm friends with quite a few people they also do um uh horror movie screenings showings of like uh, very small um you know sort of independent up and coming creators uh they'll do sort of like a film festival type thing there at the convention some friends with a lot of people who uh run that or who have made films for that and one of the films uh that got a lot of attention was called found uh by scott Shermer. and i don't know if anyone here has ever heard of it um it's an excellent movie uh based out of indiana um and he he actually ended up winning a contest that year um, to be able to fly out to California where uh, Elvira essentially sort of introduced the movie to a big audience over in California. Um, and so she came to the convention because she had such like a great time connecting with these people that she ended up coming to the convention and doing a whole thing there. Um, so yeah, it was pretty neat. Uh, but that convention, man, I just, I love it. Cause I get to see like all these icons all the time. Um, and some of them are just so cool. You would just walk right up to them and say hello, and they're totally cool. Yeah. I just, I love that. I think that the horror um, community is just really relaxed like that. You know, it's not like classic Hollywood. It's right. it's kind of a different thing in itself, you know? Absolutely. The horror community on a whole is just so kind, so awesome, so welcoming, and the best part of that is being able to chat with them about horror, because there's not mm -hmm. many people I can chat with about horror. <laughs> like no Yeah, horror. for sure, and like a lot of the, the celebrities that go to those horror conventions too are just, um, you know, a lot of them kind of can't believe that so many people are so interested in like these weird little things they do. So they're very, very interested in actually walking up to you and shaking your hand and meeting you and saying hi. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to pay for an autograph. They're just kind yeah. of around. Um, and that's really neat. That's really, really cool to see. It's refreshing. It's like these are people too, you know, and they're just as weird as we are. <laughs> <laughs> so besides your Elvira moment, um, any notable people that you have met at uh, any of the horror conventions you've been to? 
Um, I'm trying to think of anyone that I've really met. I have not had the pleasure uh, actually walking up to too many people. Uh, there was one guy who was in, um, oh gosh, which one is it? Um, it's not, it's not Dawn of the Dead. Why can, oh, Land of the Dead? Okay. Uh, it was it was the main uh, zombie in Land of the Dead, the really tall guy, the one that actually essentially sort of like rounded up everybody and like I... was the leader of the zombies. Mm -hmm. I met him and he was super nice. I was just walking by his booth and he was just like, hey, and I was like, oh, my God. Hi. <laughs> How are you? We had a, like a little conversation. We had a little moment. But um, that was that was really nice to see. And nobody was at his booth. I was so surprised. I think he was just like, I want to talk to somebody. So I was like, hello, you're amazing. How cool. <laughs> yeah, that was really neat. I mean, I've yeah. seen a lot of people, um, but, you know, a, lo a lot of them, you know, charge an arm and a leg for yeah. photo ops and things like that. So unfortunately, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting so many people. Um, but last year when I went to a Horror Hound, uh, actually this past time when I went in uh, September, um, I did get to see the Evil Dead 2 panel with uh, Bruce Campbell and, like, the cast of the Evil Dead 2, and they did an oh. entire panel. Oh. Yeah, it was really, really awesome. He is a character in real life, let oh, me tell you. I, I bet. <laughs> just, just even seeing him on his Twitter, I follow him on his Twitter, it's just like, oh, God, I would just love to, like, meet him one day. I just feel like Bruce Campbell as a person is just the exact same person as any of his characters that he plays on TV or movies. Like he's just kind of him. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But that was, that was super entertaining to see. Um, I, I would say that the evil dead series is one of my favorite series of all time. Uh, so getting to see them uh, and hearing them talk about their experiences on set was really, really cool. Yeah. Envious. I'm kind of envious <laughs> there. That would just that would have been like amazing to go see. I couldn't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Now in the last few minutes that we have, I'm going to open it up to the chat for Q&A. So, does anybody have any questions that they want to ask Rissa about anything horror, horror movies, games? Close. Yeah, maybe not hot topic. I, I see yeah. them talking a lot about hot topic in chat. Yeah, maybe not hot topic. <laughs> oh, so we got a question from Psycho Chain Gang. Any personal scary stories you can tell us? So, have you personally had any scary experiences? Well, um, here's the thing. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, but I have had some weird things happen happen to me in my life. Um, I'm sure everybody has had like little moments where you're like, what was that? Um, but this is actually a story about, uh, my parents. So my mom called me up one day and she was like, you know, this really weird thing happened last night. And, <laughs> and it's probably, it just was so funny. Cause she's like, it's probably, it was probably just ghosts, but you know, it's fine. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, I don't necessarily believe in ghosts. Um, I believe in experiences, right? And she said that uh, she, they were sleeping. My parents were sleeping. And in the middle of the night, they heard a loud crash, like a glass crashing on the floor. And, you know, they both woke up kind of in a panic. And it's like, is there somebody in the house? Like what happened? You know, like, did somebody just fall off? Did something just fall off like a counter or something like that? Um, and you know, my mom was like, you know, my dad, go, go get downstairs, go see who it is, you know, <laughs> go check that out. And he like ran down the stairs in a panic. And when he got downstairs, there just was a wine glass just sitting in the middle of the floor, but like no broken glass. It wasn't toppled over anything. It was just sitting in the middle of the floor. And they had a wine rack in, in the kitchen, but they were all just, they were hung up, you know, upside down in the rack. It was just sitting there. And there's been no explanation, nothing. Um, so <laughs> that's weird, right? Yeah. Kind of weird. No one's ever been able to explain it. But I love it because my mom's just like, oh, yeah, it's the ghost. <laughs> It, yeah, it, she's just like this is 
totally fine. Just like, uh, okay, mom. <laughs> right, sure. Um, I think me personally, though, I actually did have kind of a weird experience in my own house. Um, I moved here at this location probably about a year and a half ago from another city. Um, and this is our first house that we've ever rented. I've always like just lived in apartments since I uh, left uh, high school and college. And this is the first house, right? So it's very exciting. Um, and on day three of living here, um, well, number one, when we first moved in, there's a giant scary pit in our basement. It's hard to describe, but it's like uh, it basically drops off uh, from the concrete on the floor of the basement. Um, and there's just like this giant dirt slash rock pit down there. And it is kind of kind of spooky a little bit. Uh, it's a very spooky basement. Haven't thought of anything of it. But three yeah. days later after moving into this house, um, my friends and I, we were having a 4th of July party out in our backyard. And people are starting to file in. We're grilling. Everything's fine. And all of a sudden, this big rock, probably about this big, just flies out of nowhere, flies past me and hits the house. And I was like, that's very strange. There is a tree there. So I was like, naturally, it must be just like a squirrel or something. But this rock was so big and round and like, it looked like a like something you would find at a lake. And it was too Aww. big for any small, like woodland creature to carry up on its own, I think. Um, so that's very strange. Definitely wasn't a person. Um, and so we kind of have this running joke that we have a ghost in our basement living in the pit. And we put the rock down there as an offering. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you, live in a, you live in a haunted house. How appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just appropriate for me, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Amityville. <laughs> yeah, Amityville. Ah. Hey, so I guess the one last question that we'll have time for is sure. Scream asks, what is your favorite horror villain and your favorite horror movie of all time? Wow. Okay. Oh, man. This is a tough, this is a tough question. Every, everybody who's ever asked me this question, I'm always like, oh my God, I don't even know how to answer this. Um, I would say that my favorite scary movie is probably the original Evil Dead. Um, for a lot of reasons. But it, it was a movie that had some camp to it, but it was well done. It was in a way that I felt like it didn't ruin the movie because it also was kind of creepy and scary. Um, and I, I just loved... The practical effects in that movie i loved the acting i loved bruce campbell i loved just the idea of the film itself um so that's definitely probably up there in one of my favorite horror movies i think the evil dead series overall is probably my favorite series next to halloween um but definitely the evil dead i think original movie um my favorite horror villain would have to be probably leatherface Ooh. um because he is scary as hell. <laughs> yeah. I kind of have a fear of chainsaws. I'm not going to lie. Wow. Yeah. Especially if it's someone like that holding him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, something about uh, a man with chainsaw and he's mentally unstable and wearing someone else's face. Something yeah. about that really, really scares me. <laughs> yeah. I would think so as well. Well, mm -hmm. So this looks like this is going to wrap things up. I wanted to keep it down to just about an hour because uh, that's all I had you for tonight. But man, this is awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast tonight. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. I am so glad. And plug yourself. So where can people find you on Twitch, on Twitter, and when's the next time you're streaming and what what will you be streaming? Yeah, so uh, I stream, uh, I'm a variety streamer over on Twitch. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Rissa Havoc. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Rissa Havoc. Um, and then I'm also, I have a Discord server if anybody would like to join. Uh, we're pretty active and we really love to hang out and talk about all sorts of weird stuff 
weird things. We're all weirdos in there. Um, <laughs> uh, I also do, I also am a host and content creator on Linear Radio YouTube. Uh, so that's youtube.com slash the Linear Radio. Um, we do a lot of different types of variety gaming content, usually with groups um, over there. Uh, and you can find me streaming pretty much between four and five days a week over on Twitch. Um, the next time I'll be streaming will be Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we will probably, I'm not entirely sure what we're going to play next, to be honest with you. I want to play another scary game. Um, so I'm kind of thinking it's either going to be uh, some Fallout 4 uh, Far Harbor DLC okay. or it's going to be possibly Darkwood. Uh, but then there's also a possibility it could be Resident Evil 4. Ooh, so all good choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I'll definitely have to hit you up sometime, like, maybe play some spooky games together. You know, I saw that you play Dead by Daylight, and I actually have been really, really into it lately. So if you ever want to play, you know where I'm at. Oh, yes, definitely. And <laughs> like I said, once again, thank you so much. Thank you for being on my podcast. I'm glad that you had fun and it was fun talking to you about horror and everything horror and horror related things. And ah! <laughs> yes, yes. I had a great time. Thank you so much again for having me. Uh, your community has been really great. And I, I just, I love talking horror. So if you ever want to do it again sometime, I'm here. <laughs> Absolutely. I will definitely keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Well, you have a great rest of your night. Thank you so much. You too. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. How awesome. What a lovely lady and what a lovely community. Thank you so... Oops. So let me... Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Terrific Talk podcast. Any feedback that you have for me, please reach out to me on Twitter at Brandykins1982 or at Terrific Talk. This will be a weekly podcast, so I will see you all next week. Ta-ta!